Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Wallet. I'm Emily Bellet, the founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich. And every week with my brilliant guests, we give you the best tips, guidance and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. We want you to feel confident in saving more, earning more and investing for the long term. And today we have a very special episode for you. And as always, you can also join us on Vespot.com for events, workshops, our free Thursday newsletter and lots of money resources. And you know what? We made it. We surpassed 100,000 downloads of the Wallet podcast. To be precise, we've hit the 103k mark and we couldn't be more thrilled. While we don't often, you know, celebrate milestones, startup life is hard, we thought we could really use some good vibes here today. So in this very special episode, I will tell you more about what's behind the scenes at The Wallet, what has worked and what hasn't, and what we have lined up for next year. You will also hear our favorite quotes from our top 12 most downloaded episodes. Now The Wallet, I mean, it's been featured in the Financial Times, in Forbes, in Stylist Magazine, so you would think it was an immediate success. But let's pause for a second and, and zoom back to the beginning of how uh, it all started. So I started thinking about launching a podcast for Vespod. Vespod is a financial education company I started about five years ago. We had classes, weekly newsletter, a growing community. But in January 2020, I thought, okay, let's do something different. Podcasting is, is everywhere. So why don't we launch our own podcast? How are we going to do that? I was also eight months pregnant at the time with my daughter, my third kid. And I thought, why not? Because it's, you know, always with me is, uh, you know, the timing and it felt like the, the right time. So how I did that, I headed over to YouTube to follow some of the, the podcasters I know. And I started the learning there. It proved to be like super useful in, in helping me learn, first of all, about, you know, the strategy behind how to launch a podcast, but also the equipment I needed. So I went ahead, I bought the things I needed to get started, and I'm still using these things today. I have a, a recorder, a few cables, some mics, headphones. And I started looking for an editor who could just help me put together a short intro with background music. And I also asked my, my freelancer designer at Vespod, who designed our, our logos, Alex, to design me a cover for, for the podcast. Then I, I sat down and I compiled my dream guest list, uh, which features 10 amazing women at the time. And you will hear some of them today. Uh, most of them were like super exciting to join the wallet. They were existing Vespod followers and ambassadors. So I was thrilled when they accepted my invitation. I remember I booked a small meeting room at the Wing. Uh, the Wing used to be a, a private club for women, for those of you who can remember in London, uh, that, actually from the US, but the company now, now closed down. And I started recording the interviews. I actually missed the last two recordings because I gave birth two weeks early. But well, long story short, this was in February 2020. And swiftly after, as you all know, the world went into lockdown. So I had all three kids at home. Life was centered around homeschooling and tending to a, to a newborn. And at the same time, trying to <laughs> still organize a few workshops, send a newsletter. And thanks God I had Veronica by my side to help me do all these things for, for Vespod. So I kept the podcast recordings sort of in a box and I started looking for a podcast editor. And this is when I found the brilliant Emily. She is the one editing this podcast. Unfortunately, it's our last episode today as she found a full-time job, but we will miss her. It was amazing to work with her and, and she's been there since the beginning and now we're looking for a new editor. 
We then released the first episode in June 2020, 26th of June 2020, which was an introductory welcome to the wallet. And since then, we've been publishing a podcast on a weekly basis, <laughs> except for August and Christmas holidays, because we all need to take a break. So in total, we've released 61 episodes. This one is, is number 61, which amounts to about 50 hours of the wallet or more than two full days. Imagine that's quite a lot of content. So creating a podcast might sound easy, but it's actually a lot of work. You have to spend time researching and finding your guests, prepare the interview questions, record the podcast, edit, compile the show notes, write up key takeaways, which are featured in our weekly 11am Thursday newsletter. The show is always posted at 1am on Thursday, even when I ask Emily for last minute edits at 9pm, I'm sorry about that, on a Wednesday night. We use a podcast platform called Acast, and I'm sure you, some of you are using it to actually listen to this podcast. And once the, the podcast is published, it's then distributed to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as all these, the other platforms um, you may be using. The following day, so on the Thursday, we share the podcast across our social media channels, email our brilliant guests, illustrations and links for them to share to their communities. You might be wondering how we monetize the podcast. Well, at first, actually, we didn't. And in fact, it was initially an extra cost for Vespol. However, as we racked up the downloads, I asked if Pension B if they'd like to be our sponsored, and they actually said yes. So it's been fantastic to have some support to be able to also reinvest, and we'll be reinvesting a lot more in the podcast next year, maybe working with a consultant to see how we can increase the downloads. And I'll share the different strategies we're going to use next year. How do I find my guests? So I usually approach people that I already know, even a little, and this could be someone I met at an event or previously worked with. All the women I interview have something interesting to share. And my goal is to ask them money-related questions while making them feel at ease. In, in recent months, most of our conversation have been recording remotely via a platform called Zencaster. It's different, but it works well. It adds a human touch to the whole process because we have our videos on just like a, a Zoom call. I sometimes get to see their kids or their pets, so it's quite fun. And I also know that as a guest, interviewing remotely can be less stressful sometimes than sitting there face to face in front of a mic uh, with a headset in a, in a studio. So it has worked quite well for us, even during the lockdowns. And since launching the podcast, we covered a number of topics, including money mindsets, cryptocurrencies, sustainability, pensions, investing, and so much more. Our guests have presented an incredible diversity of viewpoints, which to be honest, opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, we're all different and that money really is so personal. Talking to these remarkable women has helped me learn so much more about myself, my relationship with money, and has helped also challenge my own established opinion and habits. Challenging our perspective is integral to growth, and I hope you also learn something new from each episode. A few months ago, we launched the Wallet Sister podcast called The Hotline. The idea here was that we answer your most pressing questions directly. Sometimes I do this on my own, and sometimes I invite a knowledgeable guest to help out. Thank you so much to those who have submitted a question to date. You've received a little letter from me <laughs> to thank you for doing that. I know it's not easy, but we love answering them. So please keep sending them my way at podcast at vespot.com or click on the links via the show notes. I'm happy to also answer anonymous questions. So now what's next? 100,000 downloads, that's a big goal, but you know, we're not going to stop here. My goal for next year is to address the structural issues women face. I want to think about financial structures and how we can build a financial ecosystem for women that actually works. I want to change the conversation. I will be telling you more about my plans for building a Vespod and how we stay true to our values. 
we'll be thinking more about money and sustainability, how to change our money mindsets, make extra money through realistic side hustles and passive income streams, and alternative asset classes like cryptos and all the other things you can actually invest in. I'd also love for you to be more directly involved and to give you a platform to talk about your challenges and successes. Experts are great and certainly have their value and their place, but I'm also a big believer in peer-to-peer -peer learning. And finally, in January, we'll spend more time talking about investing for the long term, our primary focus for 2022. It's clear that the future is bright for women and money, but we need to do more work to readjust, recalibrate and build new models instead of simply tweaking the status quo and making it more pink. Today, we have a very special episode for you. Together with our podcast team, Emily and Veronica, we'd like to take you back to the beginnings of the wallet. We've spent some time listening back to the top 12 downloaded episodes and dug out our favorite quotes. These are words that we truly cherish and love to listen to over and over again. I wanted to thank all my guests. You're all so inspiring and doing amazing work. I'd also like to thank Emily and Veronica and all of you, dear listeners, for tuning in every week and embarking on a journey with Vespod. Next year, we have a few exciting Vespod-related announcements for you. We've got some great things planned for Vespod, all centered around educating and building up the community, so stay tuned. Finally, I would kindly ask you to rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We have a five-star rating from 136 ratings to date, and please don't forget to share it with a handful of friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you need anything, don't hesitate to contact me of the team and I wish you a fantastic holiday. I'd also just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pensionbee. Pensionbee has helped over 500,000 customers be pension confident. It enables savers to take control of their finances by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. With Pensionbee, you can manage your pension like you manage your bank account, can check your real-time balance, see your projected retirement income, and set up contributions and withdrawals all from the palm of your hand. Plus, you'll get human support from your very own UK-based account manager or as Pensionbee calls them, Beekeeper. You can sign up to Pensionbee today with the names of your old pension providers in just five minutes. And if you're self-employed, you can start a new pension from scratch. As always with investments, your capital is at risk. Please note that we are not certified financial advisors. The articles and information made available on Vespod and this podcast are provided for information and educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Specializing in positive psychology, Tiwala Logunlitsi is a confidence coach and founder of Confident and Killing It, a self-love revolution waking women up to their worth so they can be confident and stoppable and live the life they desire. With her infectious energy, Tiwalola is on a mission to help every woman and girl to love and believe in themselves, harnessing the power of self-confidence. So people can cancel your opportunities. They can, you know, take away your money, but they can't cancel your confidence. That is why it is so important to invest in the things people cannot take away from you. Money comes and goes. So invest in things that you own, that you have power over, your self-belief, your confidence, your vision for your life. These are all of the things that you control, you know? The following quote is from episode two of The Wallet, Claire Seal. She was one of the many adults who found herself in spiraling debt, spread across seven different credit cards. She set out to document her debt repayment journey through her Instagram account, MyFrugalier. We speak to Claire about how she got into and tackled her debt, the stigma attached to discussing debt, and how her community 
help her stay accountable. Debt, especially for me, has been a massive source of anxiety. It's a bit like the monster under the bed. And I think the more you keep it secret, the more you feed it. It's that typical thing of it grows into something that's so massive and you feel so ashamed of that you can't talk about it. The less you talk about it, the more able to deal with it you are. Lauren Arms is a CEO, entrepreneur and a business coach, helping super cool experts in the wellness industry to make their mark, dream big and create a mindset ready for success and abundance. Lauren shares how she crushed her own stories of self-doubt and how she continues to practice a positive money mindset while building a business that supports her life goals. And when it came to selling my service to clients, it would make my heart race having to talk about the price and what I charge. And the thing that changed that was getting into a consistent relationship and conversation with money. So I would have an alarm that would go off every morning to just check my bank balance. And it didn't matter if it hadn't changed. It was more about just getting into conversation. So just making it a habit to check and see what's going on, what's going in, what's going out. Claire Barrett is the Financial Times Consumer Editor, presenter of the FT's Money Clinic podcast and a leading voice in demystifying money matters. She's passionate about making financial literacy both accessible and engaging to her followers. In this episode, we take a look at some of the most pressing financial challenges women are facing post-pandemic. I think it is absolutely scandalous, you know, the statistics that came out showing that a significant proportion of women are spending more on childcare month by month than they're spending on their mortgage. And that is the other big problem. You know, how property, whether you're renting or looking to buy, is just completely out of whack with the, with the salaries that, that, that people can earn. So it's becoming very, very expensive to just exist. You will now hear from Laura Waitley, an award-winning journalist and author of the Sunday Times bestseller, Money, a User's Guide. In this episode, we took a look at some of the generation-defining money issues millennials face today. Housing crisis, problem debt, and saving for the future. The impact social media has on our spending, and what a career in financial journalism has taught Laura about her own personal finances and relationship with money. People often assume that somehow because I write about money, I'm brilliant at it in my own life. <laughs> and just because I know what I should do doesn't mean I'm very good at doing it. And there's times where work gets very busy and I drop the ball and my finances look much messier. And then there's other times where I'm not much more on top of it, and much more in charge and much more confident that I'm saving enough or, or that my spending is, is in hand. But it's definitely a work in progress. Ortega Wagba is a writer, speaker and consultant. Her debut book, Little Black Book, made the Sunday Times bestseller list, and she's just published a third book, We Need to Talk About Money. It's a personal and candid memoir exploring a relationship with money that was born out of a lack of cultural transparency around finances. It follows Otega's process in uncovering her deep-rooted beliefs and patterns around money and discusses how she has overcome financial anxiety. I don't feel that much pressure to keep up or to keep up appearances. Like for me, I'm like... I am not going to do this trip or buy this thing just to impress anyone else because that really kind of violates my own financial goals. Next is Simon Gnesson, founder of Wise Monkey Financial Coaching. Her mission is to empower clients to build a better relationship with money, helping them to use it effectively to achieve their goals. You know, we, we spend money sometimes to make us feel a bit happier. You know, in lockdown right now, we might be feeling a bit bored and so we might buy stuff 
so that we get some parcels arriving and it brings a bit yeah. of joy and fun into our life. It brings um, a lot of I, joy. I think, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it, the, the first thing is to kind of recognize what what is the emotion underpinning it. So yeah. is it, you know, am I spending because I'm bored? Am I spending because I want to feel a bit better? Am I spending money on clothes because I feel like I don't, I don't like the way I look? You know, what, what's the kind of, what what's beneath the behavior that's the first thing and then kind of what else could i do like rehearsing in advance thinking in advance what could i do differently next time that that trigger so what's the trigger that gets you to spend and then what could you do differently next time money can be a loaded and emotional topic our beliefs around money influence all aspects of our financial journey from our earning capacity to how we spend money and how we save for the future Adrian Herbert is the creator and host of the inspiring podcast and book of the same name, Power Hour, encouraging you to reclaim a narrow day to focus on your goals. In this episode, Adrian shares with me the journey that has led her to become the face of the wellness industry, how she finds motivation and positivity, and the challenges and fears she has overcome to now help others pursue their passions. So when it comes to fear, it's not, I don't think it's easy to say to people, oh, you know, forget about it, you know, just do it anyway, feel the fear. I think fear is real and it serves a purpose, but explore what is the fear? What is it? Is it something that's happened before and you're afraid of it happening again? Is it something that maybe it's a fear of others, you know, other people's judgment, other yeah. people's criticism? What is this person going to say? What is that person going to think? That is the fear that I really believe holds people back. That is almost the biggest shame. Because our fear of others and our fear of others' judgment, it does not matter ultimately because it is your life. You know, I have to live my life, no one else. Most of us have never been taught how to manage our money. This includes how to budget and how to plan for the future, but also how to save in the short term for the things we really want. You will now hear from Yurena Okonkwo, who started her career as a financial advisor helping wealthy clients to manage their money. Today, she's the CEO and founder of Cashmere, an app that is helping young, aspirational consumers learn how to save through setting up a virtual piggy bank, enabling them to make guilt-free luxury purchases and help them to save for the lifestyle they desire. Because one thing I realized that a lot of people don't like, even though, yes, we should save money for like, you know, the important stuff like, you know, emergency funds and pensions and all these things. But life is also for the living. You know, you also it's also good to treat yourself because you can't just be working and saving all the time. Like you also need to enjoy yourself. And a lot of times because of the way like things are marketed to us, it's like, here's this amazing thing. It's like two thousand pounds. Buy it, and it's like whoa. You know, like for you, for most people, they're like, I don't have two thousand pounds to just drop on a handbag or drop on a holiday. Like I actually have to plan ahead, but we're not really taught how to plan ahead for those things. Next is Ayesha Ofori, a passionate advocate for financially empowering women and minorities, encouraging them to embark on property investment. Ayesha is the founder of property investment company Axion and two powerful communities, Propel and the Black Property Network. Having gained financial independence through building a property portfolio, our mission is to make property investing more accessible to all women. When you don't know something, you, you sort of think, oh, I can't do that. It looks really difficult. But most of the time, it's just because you don't know enough. Maybe if you knew more information, it wouldn't actually seem that difficult to you. And I really think that that's the case with property. Once we can you know, share information and explain to women how to invest in property, how do you go about it? 
Romy Savova is the founder and CEO of PensionB. I've always been super impressed by her mission and how passionate she is about advancing consumer standards in the pensions industry. When you talk to her, you feel so inspired because she makes pensions clear and simple. Romy is the one person that can get you pumped up about saving for retirement. In this episode, Romy shares how we can better understand our pensions plan, the importance of financially planning for later life, and how to get started saving. If you think about your pension as your salary for later life, you do realize that you need to be generating a salary from your savings because you won't be working. That is the fundamental you know, problem that we're trying to solve here. How will you create your salary for later life? Finally, Jill Jackson, Managing Director of The Big Exchange, the pioneering investment platform that helps create positive impact for people on the planet while making their customers' money work harder for them. Jill is a passionate advocate for democratizing the investment industry, breaking down overly complicated terms and processes that have historically alienated and excluded people from the market. She hopes this will help get more people investing. For me, I mean, if you'd asked me this when I started out in investment, I would have been very much in that camp of, you know, keep cash because at least you know exactly how much money you've got and you can keep it, you know, you can get access to it. And I think over the years, the biggest thing that unites us all, right, is that if you're saving for retirement, if you're saving for a big event in your life, it's unlikely that income in cash is going to do all that for you and fulfill those financial dreams or goals that you've got. Because cash, obviously, just the amount, the only thing that you're going to get back on interest in a really low interest environment, investing really is the only way that you're going to be able to financially support yourself for the rest of your life. Thank you so much for listening to this celebration episode. It's been so fun to make and listen back to these episodes. I invite you to go back and browse through all episodes on vespot.com slash podcast. You will also find the links to the episode mentioned today in the show notes. Send this episode to a friend. They will love it. Please write a review and we would be forever grateful. Thank you and see you in 2022.